to jump into what I have tonight. I want to just encourage you to be uh, careful. Um, um, these last, since I've been back from Nigeria, um, I have uh, experienced a, an extremely high level of depression. Um, now, now, let me say this first of all, okay? Don't, don't put me in the loop of, you know, y'all, pastors committing suicide is not an epidemic, okay? There are people that commit suicide, you don't know the reason why, that's not me, okay? That'll never be me. You know, um, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, pastors typically that commit suicide, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna scratch this off this recording, this part, but, but usually when that happens, is that the person was not on the right path in the first place. Um, you can, there are a lot of things you can do out the will of God. Pastoring is not one of them. Remember what Jesus said? He said, I will build my church. And he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against what I build. So as a man, if you build your church, then you are left to deal with the gates of hell on your own. And you cannot deal with the gates of hell without the power of God. Okay, so I'm not talking about that type of repression. It's, a, it's an overwhelming sense of failure. I mean, any of you have been experiencing that lately? It's an overwhelming sense of failure. And when the enemy brings it, you know, the Bible, and we call it depression, the Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness. This thing lights on you, and when it lights on you, you can feel almost up to 100 pounds heavier than you actually feel. It's a spirit of heaviness. It's a spirit that visits you, and, you can't, and, and they do it just enough to where you feel the depression and they try to do it just strong enough where you think it's you, you know, um, but not too strong where they overplay their hand and you're like, no, this is the devil. You know, a couple of times they overplay their hand. Now let me say something, let me say something now, share it with somebody today. It's very, very important. Um, when the enemy and darkness is messing with you, they can tell if what you're saying out of your mouth, I had the victory though, or, you know, I know I will not fail in all of the things that we do. When you say it, they can tell if you believe it or not. By the first time you say it. If you say, you, you, like my wife told me earlier, you can't be a hearer of the word and not a doer. If you say these things, you know, it's kind of like when people say, yeah, I'm healed by, in the name of Jesus. They didn't believe that. They just did that because that was the religious thing to say. Y'all know what I'm saying? And so if you do that, then the enemy knows that you don't believe what you're saying. So they turn up the heat and grind it harder. When you read Luke chapter 4, you know, that's still an amazing, that's one amazing passage of scripture that Luke chapter 4, Jesus is praying and fasting for 40 days straight. He is perfect. He has the Holy Spirit within, the Holy Spirit with, upon. He is perfect. He is fa fasting and praying for 40 days. And the Bible says the, the enemy attacked his mind for 40 days straight. But if you notice the last three attacks, when Jesus said uh, the enemy would plant a thought in his mind and Jesus would answer it with a word. You don't answer thoughts with, word, with thoughts. You answer thoughts with words. Okay. And so the enemy would plant something in his, in his mind and then Jesus would say the word one time. And the reason why the enemy would back off and move to something else because he knew that when Jesus said it, he actually meant it and believed it. So he said, see, the way he did that and the way he said that, mm, no, nah, we can't do nothing with that because there is a power behind and a force uh, behind your words when you say something that you believe it hits darkness and makes it push back you know or pull back and so they'll switch to something else that's why he tried to hit them and they're very strategic that's the reason why the devil waited to tempt Jesus with food until after he had fasted 40 days because they figured the best time to get him with food 
is after he hasn't eaten for a long period of time. So you got to be very, very, very careful because, you know, um, this this more and more, this type of ministry is an extremely high level threat It is a threat to everything status quo, period. And 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 we are dealing with things that are starting to alarm us a little bit in regards to our name being out there. And so it doesn't seem like it yet. But but in a minute, things are just going to like kind of scare you like, OK, where are all these people come from? I mean, there's something going on that the Lord has kind of put his green, his, his thumb and said, OK, green light, <laughs> you know. And so and so but of uh, us working, working collectively together, operating in meekness, operating in humility, teaching people how to walk in dominion. You know, the early morning, we can't even call it the early morning prayer call anymore. We just got to call it the prayer call. You know, I mean, cranking. I mean, people on there two or three o'clock in the morning praying till six. We all get on there at six. I don't know what time I got on there. I think around 10, you know, it was like seven, eight people. I mean, I went on, I got on there really late today, probably like around 10 or something. I don't know, nine or 10. Man, that thing kicked in. I was like, whoa, what y'all dealing with? You know, I mean, that thing was cranking. You know, just people praying, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. You cannot do that and do not think that you're going to deal with something crazy in your mind. Okay, they are going to come after us together because we're doing it together. The worst thing you can do is devalue who you are as an individual. In the spiritual realm, they don't see anything except your nature. And your nature is made in the image of God. You are a huge threat. And a ministry like this that is standing against all of this darkness and in the face of darkness, you know, basically just kind of laughing at it like, nah, 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 you're going to hell, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about the devil. And so operating in these things um, and, and this power and this surge and all of these things that we are moving into, they come with attacks. And you have to learn how to feel depressed but recognize you are not depressed. You have to learn how to do what I did today. I said this out of my mouth. I said, Lord, I feel the depression. Lord, I can tell that the darkness is manipulating my feelings, but I'm telling you that I don't believe it. I understand that this is a feeling and I will not be duped. I thank you that I walk in victory. When the feeling comes, it feels like every ounce and fiber of your being is going down to the ground. And you look around and your prosperity is fine and everything's going fine. Can't tell you how many times the devil has convinced me, oh, that this is the most terrible church that has ever existed in the planet. The congregation members can't stand you. Matter of fact, they hate you. Ooh, they ain't never coming back. And the church is going nowhere. And if you're not careful, you see them, they're like, that's right. I'm a terrible man. Why did I even do this in the first place? You're just sitting there in the dark, man. Like one girl told the devil recently, if you're telling me this, it must not be true. Because the Bible says he is the father of lies. So anything, always remember this. Anything that runs through your mind as negative did not come from God. I don't care what it is, because when God speaks to you about things you need to change, he doesn't use negative examples. He just tells you, sweetheart, I need you to change this so that you can do this. You know, I mean, I mean, Peter, Peter left Jesus. And uh, we always talk about Peter. But the truth be told is when Peter left Jesus, the whole discipleship team went with them. The whole team. They all out there went back to their old lifestyle. Jesus didn't go out there going off on them. He said, do y'all love me or do you love me? Yes. He said, get back to what you was doing before you messed up, please. OK, so I'm just I'm just warning you that that the enemy is not going to let you walk in dominion. The enemy is not going to let your words come to pass. He's not going to let your faith begin to work in that realm without counteracting. 
And they use the same ploy over and over again. They're just going to try to make you depressed. Okay, or they're going to use some of your crazy family members to talk about you. I mean, the, the, I mean you got to remember, you know what? Uh, something came out of my mouth with a couple. They've been listening to us for about a year, so they came and visited us Sunday. And um, he asked, we were talking about something. And, and for the first time, the Lord gave me the example when I was talking to the couple. And I'll bring this out during the dreams part. And uh, we were talking about, does the devil give dreams? And I said, and I was telling them that, that I'm, uh, now I'm not saying that they haven't addressed it. I have never heard another pastor or minister, as few as there are, that teach on dreams, ever address that. And I said, but I've come to the 150% conclusion that the devil does not give dreams. He does not give dreams at all. It's impossible for him to have and to give dreams. And so part of the problem is, is that people think the devil has all of his power. That's why they're so scared of him. It's impossible. Y'all Y'all looking at me like, are you sure, Pastor? Absolutely. I'm going to give you one point since y'all want to look at me that way. <laughs> the devil can't create anything. See, the problem is, is that the bad dreams that you're having, they're outside of this religious wall that you put God in. So you don't even think God would ever give you a dream that is horrific or bad or terrible. You don't think he would do something like that. But let me remind you, folk, Satan didn't create hell. God did. Let that sink in for a second. Yeah, y'all hit my, oh, Jesus. The Bible makes it very clear. God is the one who created hell since you don't think he's horrific. He's the one that created that. The Bible says God created hell for Satan and his angels. See, so so we keep giving the devil all of this creative power. He can't create anything, nothing. All he can do is manipulate what God created and use it for a perver the, the word wicked means to twist. Have you ever heard of wicker furniture? It literally means to twist. It means to take something that is straight and then twist it. That's all the enemy can do is twist. Now, you can have a vision of the spiritual realm. A devil might be able to manifest himself in this realm. And the Bible even says angel, that Satan can turn himself into an angel of light. That's vision. We're talking about a dream where God, we're talking about an How in the world can the devil take my wife and every single person on this front row, create a storyline, make them talk, live, and breathe in the dream, have a full conversation and a full experience with the sky and, and cars and, and all these strange things and have a conversation with me in a dream. He then creates that, then plants it on the inside of my subconscious while I'm asleep. I don't think so. If he has that, if he has that much power, then we are duped. But just remember that. OK, I felt led to just go ahead and share that. OK, so so. So the, the horrific dreams and the nightmares that people have is God actually speaking to you in symbolic terms concerning what is chasing you in the spirit or how vile and nasty something looks. Like I said, there was one guy, homosexual minister. That didn't sound right. It was a minister that was, y'all know what I'm saying. It was a minister that was living in the homosexual lifestyle. And he kept getting plagued with dreams of a demon holding him upside down, molesting his private parts. Oh, that can't be, that was the devil. No, it wasn't, it was God showing you how nasty your foolishness looks in the spiritual realm. You living your life totally twisted upside down and you be manipulated by the dark side. And so people don't think that God will give dreams like that. It's because we put God in this religious box. Okay, we put God in religious, put God in this religious box. But we forget what Paul said. He said, God is both wonderful and terrible. Okay, and again, as I said before, 
God is the one who created hell, not Satan. He has no creative ability. Period. All he can do is take what God said. He said, you're more than a conqueror, a king, a queen, a priest, a son of God, a Lord. All things that you say are come to pass. You can do it. I'll supply all your needs. All he can do is take that and twist it. God is not going to supply all your needs. You're about to be homeless. God is not going to supply all your needs. Oh, you're getting ready to die. I mean, you listen to what God says. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had a friend of mine. He said, all you got to do is go in the world, listen to what they say, take the opposite, and that's God. Okay, so everybody say, watch your mind. Okay, be careful because the thoughts that are running through your mind are being planted there by an enemy. Every single negative thing. And I have been dealing with that heavily since I've been back. Heavily since I've been back. Now, when I say I'm dealing with it, I don't mean I'm sitting around, Lorraine, I need you to pray for me. I need you to come lay hands on me and break this thing because I don't know what I'm going to do. Y'all, if you know it's the devil, know it's the devil. People crack me up with that. You know what? I know it's the devil. Well, if you know it's the devil, then. I'm talking about that, okay? It's, it's an end of, and always remember this. If the devil knows he can't break you, he's still going to try nonetheless. Just remember that. That's their nature, is to go after you, even though they know you are unbreakable. He proved that because any fool that is going to try to bring and kick God off of his throne while they are in heaven is insane. You know you can't be God, but you're going to attack him anyway. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation that Satan is going to tempt it one more time. No, you're going to lose and you're going to try anyway. So it doesn't matter what level. It doesn't matter what level you are on. It doesn't matter how much you pray. It doesn't matter how much, you know, you spend time in the world. It doesn't matter how things are going good. They're going to come after you anyway. And to the degree that you can overcome them, they will come after you. To the degree that you are prospering, they come after your prosperity. To the degree that you're walking in health, they come after your health. To the degree that you've got a great marriage, they'll come after it. To the degree that your children are good, they'll come, up to, come after them. They'll try to corrupt them. No matter where you go, that's his nature is to steal, kill, and destroy and you got to get a hold of that, you know, because people are like, oh, I just can't deal with this. Well, you know what, then? What time do you want me to perform your funeral? I'll be at the church at 6 o'clock. You can't get around it. And i got to remember that movie. If somebody can remember it, you can shout it out. But that movie that I watched recently, and they said, you never, what is that quote? You never get rid of your demons. You just learn to live above them. That's true. Now, we're not talking about there's something that's on the inside of you that's different. You always, we can get rid of that. I'm talking about the ones that are attacking you all day long. You just learn to live above them. In Luke chapter 4, again, it says Satan was after Jesus. For, that is amazing. 40 days straight, and he did not stop. At the end of 40 days, in verse 12, it says Satan, when he could not get Jesus, it says that he stepped back and decided to wait for a better opportunity, which means I spent 40 days trying to bring the Son of God down, and I couldn't get you but I'll be back. That's somebody that's perfect. That's somebody that was sinless. That was somebody that was walking on the water, making, y'all know what I'm saying. So if they came after Jesus that way, who you think you are for them not to come after you that way? Like I heard somebody say, you should be proud that the devil is after you this way because it means he's trying to stop something in your future. Should be happy. Remember what Paul said? Paul said, the devil was attacking me so bad. He said, oh, man, it was just so bad. <laughs> you know, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, or storytelling, he said, I went to the Lord three times. Now, this is a man who, 
when a snake bit him, he didn't have to pray. This is a man that killed him. He died and they raised him from the dead. He walked right back in the city. This is a man that did a bunch of stuff. But that man, the devil was after him so tough. It says that he went to the Lord three times and said, Lord, would you please get rid of this? And the Lord said, no, for what? He said, my, my, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, I'm not going to deal with the devil. He said, because when the enemy is attacking you that way, the reason why you're not destroyed is because you didn't know that I had strengthened you to deal with the attack. And now, if you remember, you read that passage, Paul then changed his mind. He said, oh, based on that then, he said, I'll glory in tribulations then. Bring it on, fool. He said, because when I'm going through stuff, that's when God's power is resting upon me. Okay, so, so now you may still feel the attack, but learn to feel it and realize that it's not true. Learn to feel the depression and realize that you're not really depressed. It's a feeling. Learn to feel down, but realize that you're actually up. You know, you, I mean, sometimes you feel down. I mean, things are, things are down in your life, but you feel up. And then sometimes things are up in your life and you feel down. Go up and down, up and down. That's the definition. Man, I'm preaching it entirely. The definition of patience means to remain the same, whether it's up or down. That's how you get to the victory. Y'all, you're not, you, you, you have to get past this thing of, you know, yeah, I'm coming to church to get a word. I don't need to come to church to get a word. I don't need to go nowhere and get a word. Look, the Lord, there's some things you just have to start accepting. There's some things, no matter if they fired you today, that's all right. I refuse to be down because me being down and me being worried and me being depressed and full of anxiety ain't going to change a doggone thing. So I might as well go ahead and confess the word and believe. Count it all joy when you fall into all these things. So, you know, again, you're not worthy of the blessing unless you can walk through the depression. I said, you're not worthy of the blessing unless you can walk through the depression. That wasn't in my notes. The Holy Ghost just gave me that at the moment. Told you half the stuff I say I've never heard before. The Bible says you must be counted worthy to receive this inheritance. Because when God has something for you, it's going to make you shout. It's going to make you, it's going to shut everybody's mouth. Your family members, your friends, your enemies, your neighbors, your co-workers, Business across the street that you were in competition with. When the Lord puts his thumb on you, when the Lord puts his blessing on you, it shuts everybody down. And in order to receive those type of miracles, yeah, we're going to let you go through something for a little bit. Because the blessing that we gave you that shut everybody's mouth, that wasn't the end. That was the beginning. So you got to know how to deal with stuff. Because I mean, you know, they're going to talk about you while you're broke. And they're going to talk about you while you got a bunch of money. They're going to talk about you if you're homeless, and they're going to talk about you if you're in a mansion. They're going to talk about you if you're single, and they're going to talk about you if you're married. They're going to talk about you if you're single with kids, or they're going to talk about you if it's your third marriage. Let them talk. As Leroy Thompson says, wave at them on the way to the bank. Bless you. Wouldn't want to be you. Okay. So, you know, you got to, you know, somewhere along the line, we have to realize that, that, that the church can't be your band-aid. It has to be a place where we get the word so that we can dominate. You have to practice this. So a lot of times in church culture, people hang on to the horns of the altar throughout the week. And then they come to church to get themselves built up for a day. And it's really pretend land. Let's dream that we're going to walk in victory. You know, and I just can't do that. So I'm encouraging you, encouraging you. These things that's running through your mind, 
It's a bunch of stuff that's going to run through your mind. A bunch of stuff that's going to run through your mind. You're going to wake up today, feel like I'm about to kick the, the devil's butt. And tomorrow morning, shh, I'm staying in the bed. You got to remember David. Let me tell you something. See, remember what David said? Um, there was a scene in the Bible where David was out at war. Long story short, they went to his hometown, brought it down to the ground, and kidnapped everybody's wife. Everybody. Took everybody. You know, it's one thing when one wife is gone, everybody's wife is gone. <laughs> and it said that it was such a terrible situation that the men talked about stoning David. And, and, and David had to deal with the fact that not only is his wife gone and all of their wives gone, but now his military unit is talking about killing him. That's all. See, so see the, all of the military people, all they got to do is worry about their wife. David got to worry about the whole thing. He got all of that weight on him. And the Bible says David encouraged himself since ain't none of y'all so fickle. You want to leave me in a time of some type of danger. You don't believe God says he encouraged himself all by himself, went to the Lord and said, Lord, should I run these fools down and overtake him? And the Lord said, run. He said, for surely you will overtake them and recover everything. Never would have got that word if he didn't encourage himself. Spite of all of the other idiots that lost it. I mean, you gotta do it, y'all. You gotta do it. You gotta learn how to walk through the depression in order to get to the other side. You gotta walk through it. And I hate to say this, but you're not even worthy of it if you can't walk through the depression and hold on to that rope of what God said that pulls you across the river. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to end this message that the Lord is preaching, but, you know, I'm just, you know, because, I mean, y'all, I'm telling you, I'll say this last thing. I hope you all will be faithful. There's something that's, I can feel it coming. I mean, and what's coming is, I'm scared. You know what I mean? I'm scared of it. I'm scared of what's coming before I even know what's coming. I can feel it. And I'm grieved and I get depressed. One side of my depression is, as I know, that the body of Christ is not even close to being ready for the return of the Lord. And it's close. It's so close. It's beyond close. And, uh, and, you know, I have to be totally honest with you. I'm just, can I just be real with y'all? There's a side of me that wants to um, that wants to accomplish what my spiritual father did overseas for the purpose of getting as many people as possible. There's another side of me that is just like, you know what? I don't feel like being bothered. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just being honest with you. I mean, it's 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 a y'all. It's a it's a it's another thing entirely for a ministry like this to go up against the world. I mean, this ministry is running up against everything and 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 if it wasn't for the level we are on we would have already been attacked by other folk but they too afraid to attack this lion so they're gonna gang up see you know if y'all notice you know coyotes they don't there is no such thing as one coyote that attacks a lion they all operate jackals and coyotes they they operate in a great big old pack i got a I watched a video here recently about one lion that defended himself um from an entire pack of hyenas and he was defending himself and they were just nipping at him they coming at this side coming at this side coming at this side coming to that he was defending himself and they were wearing him down wearing him down wearing him down until the lion's brother showed up 
This is, that this is not a movie. This is a real incident that they caught on tape on the Nature Channel. And, and, and the lion's brother heard the lion, and he was running, and he, and he finally walked up, and he saw that. He was like, oh, heck no. It's a Detroit term right there. That lion got to running when they saw just number two. Say. He's number two. See, so, so that's why you got to be linked up to the right thing, y'all. Today is not the day for going to a fancy church. And y'all know I love fancy churches and buildings. I want to put on a rock and roll show and stages. All of that is irrelevant in this hour. The church you, that you, church you go to today, it better be something that can put, like I've said in the past, all churches are wonderful until you run into a problem. Church you go to is wonderful until you get cancer. Till you got a demonic issue, till you stuck in depression, it's wonderful. The stage shows are wonderful, but as soon as you get a situation, just go to the doctor. Oh, we don't believe in that. Oh, it's just something wrong with you. Churches are wonderful till it come to the dark side showing up. And the dark side ain't showing up. It's already here. Okay, put my plug out here again. Just, I got to keep giving more evidence. Okay, so let me get this right. Nancy Pelosi, her little crazy self. They're signing a bill in the motion so that they can take God out of the oath. So you swear to tell the truth, whole truth, nothing but truth, so help you God. They want to take that part out. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the White House, your president at the same talking is signing something to put a bill in motion so that they put Bible study as a curriculum in public schools. <laughs> then put this on the end of the Twitter. He said, we getting there, but he the devil. One group taking God out. We, he didn't say private. They talking about putting it as a curriculum, a Bible class as the curriculum in public school. But he the devil. He make one little comment because of something he going through. You didn't see the whole thing, but he the devil. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Y'all good? All right. That was part one.